Welcome in, family. If this is your first time, glad to have you. And if you've been with us, stay for a while. I'm Emmanuel Acho. This is Speak. That's Dave Hellman. Joy Taylor, Eagles all-time rushing leader. LaShawn, Shady McCoy, he vibing today. He vibing today. But look, y'all, Aaron Rodgers' comments have the sports world in a tizzy. He doubled down from his statements earlier in the week when he said, if you make mistakes, mental errors on the football field, you shouldn't play. But I love what Aaron Rodgers had to say. Why? Because there are three laws of football, three fundamental laws. If you have not heard them, I will tell you. The first law, alignment. You must know where to align on every given play. The second law, assignment. You must know your assignment on every given play. The last law, execution. If you know how to align and you know your assignment, you must execute it. Those are the three laws of football. But guess what? If you break one of the laws of football assignment, then you shouldn't play. And that's all Aaron Rodgers is saying. Think about it. Isaac Newton, he gave us three very simple laws, a law of inertia, a law of motion, and simply a law that says whatever happens, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If you break one of them laws, you're probably not going to last very long on this earth. The law of gravity, try that one if you want to. It's self-explanatory. So I am not mad at Aaron Rodgers for explaining the laws of football and simply saying, if you break one of the laws of football, you shouldn't play. That's what happens with laws. So I love Aaron Rodgers doubling down on his comments. I love his sentiments. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. But I can separate the action from the actor. And in this case, I like the action. Joy Taylor, so good to see you. <laughs> so good to see you. Um, <laughs> do you like Rogers doubling down on his criticism? It must just be so exhausting for Aaron Rodgers to walk around with that brain all day, huh? <laughs> what a burden. What a burden. People in society have a hard time hearing the truth sometimes. You did say that. He did say that. that. Irony not lost at all, Aaron, on anyone that you're talking about the truth, which, by the way, you know, I'm joking about that. I couldn't care less what Aaron does with his uh, between him and his doctor or whatever he deals with. It's not really a doctor with the T. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I digress. This is exhausting. Okay, I know he said he did it behind closed doors as well. And we're talking about laws and it's, it's, it's always Aaron's perfect and it's everyone else's fault. Isn't it everyone else's fault? We all have people like this in our lives that know everything, right. you everything. Know. You can't tell them nothing. You could be in a business for 30 years and they will have a suggestion for you. They have not done it one second in their lives and they have the answer. Did you ever think of this? Well, yeah, friend, I have thought about this because I've been doing it for decades. But thank you. I, I think you just changed my life. It's always the smartest guy in the room thing with him. You guys aren't playing well. Right. That includes you, two-time NFL MVP. How good are you that the guys around you are not being elevated by your play? Mm. It's just, it, I just miss the old Aaron. <laughs> I do. I miss the Aaron that was great, that was funny, that it, was, it wasn't all what I can tell you about how to be great. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Shady. Yeah, I feel like I'm right. on an island here. It's like right. you, you are the back-to-back league MVP. How are you calling out other people at the not at the level you're calling out yourself? Break this down, Tufa. I, I just uh, she's totally right. I mean, Aaron is like that type of guy. Just ah, uh, even at the Pro Bowls, I remember years back, everybody's having a great time. He's the only one. Uh, we're not practicing hard enough. Uh, I'm like, bro, we're we're at the Pro Bowl. Anyway, I don't I don't like that interview. Right? He doubled down again. I, I don't like it just because. If you're a real leader, if you're a real G, right, you say that in the meeting, mm-hmm. an office meeting room. Mm-hmm. You say in the team meeting room. The coach, he says, okay, so I'll give you an example, right? I'm going to put you in the football mind frame on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. We come in there, right? Guys got the coffee. Coach talks to the team, right? You know, this week we got to play better defense. We got to play better offense. Whatever he says. Then the, then the office coordinator goes up, the defense coordinator. But sometimes a leader, a captain, will talk to the team. Stand up. Hey, listen, I'm not going to the media. I don't want to start no issues. I'm going to tell you, we got to play better on third or first down or third down. Certain players. Talk to your teammates like a leader. The, the, way, he, the way he's going about this, this is immature. You're the MVP. And then when you go to the media, you, you have that term or you're with, with your younger players. They don't want to hear that. Real quick, Talk I watched Sammy Watkins. That's my young boy. Yes, That's sir. my boy. He said, oh, I don't mind what Aaron did. I mean, you know, he's calling guys out. I respect it. If I'm not playing well, get on me. Excuse me, Sammy. I know you, brother. I don't like it, and you don't like that. 
If you have an issue with me, talk to me with the coach. Talk to me in the meetings. Check me when we're watching tape. How can I run a route better? Don't do that. I hate that type of stuff. Joy, the reason I paused when you said you missed the old Aaron is I was just thinking, like, are we sure there was an old Aaron? Like, that, this might have been the same guy the whole time. The oh, difference we didn't is know. It's, it's charming when you're kicking everybody's ass. The whole R-E-L-A-S. It's badass when you're going. It's amazing when you're going 13 and 3. Like, it was smarmy then. It was just like, man. He's kind of cocky, but he's good. <laughs> now yeah. it's like, man, this guy is really cocky for being below 500 halfway through the season. Like, that, that's the way that I take it. Honestly, though, to some degree, I mean, I disagree. I said it yesterday. I, think, I don't think it's the right way to play it. No, I mean, he, he made sure to say he's not calling anybody else out by name. But, again, there's five offensive linemen. There's, like, six receivers that rotate in and out. There's a couple of running backs. Like, it's not hard to do the math and figure out – who you're talking about when you're saying guys need to have their reps cut, guys need to play more. Like, there's only so many people it can be. So saying exactly. you're not calling somebody out by name, it's a little ridiculous. If that's the way he wants to do it, that's fine. He's a two-time MVP. He's been through these battles. They've been the number one seed in the NFC. He's won a Super Bowl. If that's what he thinks is the right approach, then more power to him. Uh, but he did also say that people are entitled to their opinion that that's not the right to play it. I am entitled to my opinion. I think it's a jerk thing to do. I think it's a bad way to conduct yourself as a team leader, and I can't wait. That's going back all those years, like the relax, the shush. That was him silencing his critics when he turned out to be right. So I'm going to be here in five weeks and see if he turned out to be right again. And if he wasn't, then I'm going to be the cocky one. I'm going to say, ooh, that's, ooh. that turned out to not be such a good look. Okay. Here is why... I disagree <laughs> with everything one of you all. Shocking. With everything one of you. Let's go. Um, Joy, let's go back literally a year ago. Let's go back a year ago if you all can go back with us. Yeah. What we learned a year ago was that Aaron Rodgers' words matter. Have you been vaccinated? No, I've been immunized. Have you been vaccinated? No, I've been immunized. His words matter. Aaron Rodgers. No, he didn't say no. He said, I've been immunized. Correct. Um, yeah, correct. He didn't say no. That was because his words matter. Had he said no, we would have been like, oh, he didn't say no. He's so tactical that he didn't say no. He just said, I've been immunized, leading us to believe one thing. Why in the world am I bringing that up? For this reason. Aaron Rodgers says guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. Right. Guys who are making mistakes shouldn't be playing. He can include himself in that. Oh. He did not call out a person. He called out a characteristic. Okay. That's why I have no issue with it. Aaron Rodgers did not say Romeo Dobbs, Sammy Watkins. He did not say Bakhtiari. He did not say Tunyon. He said guys that are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. He can be included in guys. He just currently is not making too many mistakes. I have no issue with an individual calling out a characteristic because at any point in time, Aaron Rodgers could also be one of those individuals falling under those characteristics. He currently is not. I doubt he will be because Aaron Rodgers' lack of ability is not typically mental. It might be because of pressing. It might be because of injury, but it is not typically mental error. So I don't have an issue with it coming full circle because Aaron Rodgers did not point to a person. He pointed to a thing. The thing is the mistake. If you're making a mistake, you shouldn't be playing. I agree with all of that. You brought up a phenomenal story yesterday, uh, 2-5. I'll tell the viewer if y'all are just joining us on today. Shady was talking about his rookie year going to the playoffs. Donovan McNabb was his quarterback. Yeah. Don McNabb, after the game, said, man, our young boys showed their youth today. Young. So he was telling on young boys. Shady McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin. Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. Right. Aaron Rodgers is simply talking about a characteristic. Young, old, black, white, tall, short, big, little. Anybody can be applicable to all of them. Yeah, but the difference is, first of all, before in training camp, this was when it started, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm calling out the young boys in training camp, now we fast forward it to this point. I'm calling guys out. I don't say names, but who else are you talking about? Guys. Okay. And, and one thing I want to ask you, because you said some things yes, that I'm curious about. Do you think that he was talking about himself in there? No. Not now. It, it, it's not applicable to him right now. Is he playing well? Because he's playing bad, too. Comparatively to himself, correct. So it was all the, so call yourself out. But let me, go ahead. Go ahead, Joy. Go ahead. You, you get it. Because he's playing bad, Joy. Like, 
we're doing all these gymnastics to try and, and, and disguise what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Like, like he's so, so, so smarter than all of us. He's got to figure it out. The Reiki master has moved and aligned his moons. Right. If your third eye is so open, why are you missing all these passes, Aaron? Ooh. We're not that stupid. There are other people that watch football games besides Aaron Rodgers. There's other people that watch the Green Bay Packers. There's other people that have coached before. That's right. It yeah. ain't no secret who's messing up. Mm-hmm. You don't got to be Aaron Rodgers, the the elevated, <laughs> the lifted from the T to figure out who he's talking about. Right. This is not rocket science. But you trying to be vague and slick and passive aggressive is why people don't like this stuff. But I agree. Oh, oh, it's the guys. It's it. the guys that are messing up. Oh, I'm sorry. We just can't. You're calling everybody out because we just can't but seem he, to figure out who's messing up. But, no, we know who's messing but up, but that's why right. he's really calling them out. We don't because we don't because we're not watching the game. I'm saying you don't know who he's talking about. We all know who he's talking about. What do you mean? You don't know who's. You can't. Hold on. Pause. Stop. Pause. Time out. Time out. Shady. You don't know who he's talking about? I do. Yes. Who's he talking about? Dave, you know who he's talking about? Yeah. Then yeah. somebody say who he's talking the about. The players on his team that are making mistakes. Well, who are the they? receivers that are dropping the balls. But no, the, no, no. The That's the linemen that, don't, that are that missing that, that the blocks. Right. The guys who are making mistakes is what he but said, But you're not going to be a person's name. Emmanuel. We know who they are. Who we are they? We somebody say the names. But, but the, the receiver and core. The offensive line. You don't have to play, name people by name. No, I'm not. But, because he didn't say a name, so how can we say it? There's only, like, ten of these guys. Right. But it's that's not my, a secret. But that is my point. We play with Aaron Rodgers. It is like, yo, Aaron Rodgers is still giving them immu- uh, immunity. No, it's not. nobody because here said a name. we know who they are. So now now this is court. Now this is court. Dave, let me ask you. Do I have to list the offensive the offensive lineup? But you have to name which one. We know that they are not playing well. It is not a vague. We're not like we can't figure out who's struggling and who's not struggling. The the, the receivers are struggling. So he's calling out the receivers. But but he's not. He's not. Here's why. Because I don't think he's calling out Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's hurt. hurt. He's not playing. So he's not calling out the receivers. I don't think he's like. (laughs) No, no, no. no, no. You you are doing exactly what Aaron Rodgers. You're carrying out his mission. (laughs) You're doing what he wants you to do. He's Aaron's lawyer. And this is why everyone else is so frustrated. It's not a secret. You play on national television. We've watched the games. You're calling out your teammates who are struggling. Your receivers are dropping balls. That's a mistake. No, but that's, that's not what calling he's calling out. out. That's not what he's calling out. He said he ran the wrong route. He said guys that are making too many mistakes, guys who are make, making some mental mistakes should not be playing. We have so many mental errors and mistakes. Like, I don't think he's calling out the drop. I don't think he – I think he's talking about the wrong routes, the okay. things that, like – Who runs routes? Again. Right. Wide receivers. But he didn't say that. So, so can let, me, let me ask you this. Then, then why not – what's wrong with – okay, let's say you're right. Let's, let's just say he's right. Let's say the lawyer – what am I right oh, on? Wait, wait, wait. You're saying he's not, he's not calling nobody out. He's not calling by his he's name. He's not calling out individuals. Okay, right, right, right. Okay. But my thing is, do you think it's better for the team to address this in the locker room, in the meeting room, instead of going to the media? McAfee, just going to – like, McAfee, yes. sorry. Pat McAfee. Hey. It's my guy. It's my guy. It's a dope nickname, Packafee. But my thing is, like, instead of going to him in the media where the world can see, now we got social media, got Twitter, Instagram, I look bad everywhere. Every, imagine if you're that wide receiver. I won't say names because we don't know names. But if I'm on offense other than Aaron Rodgers, I read Twitter, Instagram, I feel bad about myself. Like, when that made me feel this small. So my thing is, instead of dressing the world, address me. Listen, bro. L- listen, youngin. Mm-hmm. You, you're making too many mistakes. Office coordinator, whoever, head coach. Let's get it together. Let's let's learn on this. I agree that that's, that's a better approach. That's Here's, the leader, right? That's leader way. Yes, okay. that's a better approach. Okay. Here's where I'm at, though. Joy Taylor, Dave Hellman, LaShawn McCoy. Shady, if I may. Um, sometimes the umbrella policy is better because it covers more. I don't want to have to say, hey, Shady, be on time. Hey, Joy, be on time. Hey, Dave, be on time. I'd rather just say, hey, people that aren't on time should be on time. If it applies to you, it cool. does. Hey. If it doesn't, it you doesn't. You know what? This college you guy's going to right lead. ahead and do that. If you tweeted it out, I'd probably have a little bit bigger of an issue with it <laughs> than if you said it in a production. Only game. if you weren't on time. Hit dogs holler. If you ain't hit, but why you got to put it? But this is not – this is a – team that is struggling everything matters when you're losing so if somebody if the person next to me doesn't feel good and doesn't feel like they can fix what they're doing wrong and feels like they're getting dragged publicly on top of struggling Mm -hmm. then whether I'm playing well or not doesn't matter and also if Dave's late to every meeting which Dave is always the first person in the meeting by the way that's true that's true that's true this is the one that's late. So 
This will be late. He's old shady. He's old shady. For first argument's sake, Dave is late to every meeting. Yep. And we have a staff meeting, and mm-hmm. you say people that are late. Even if we're not late, we know Dave is the one you're talking about. Uh-huh. So that mm-hmm. passive aggressive approach doesn't fix things. Now, Aaron said he said this in private too. So he's not just publicly Correct. airing everyone Correct. out. Correct. But my argument with this situation is you're constantly pointing the finger. Mm-hmm. No one on this team is as good as Aaron Rodgers. He's a two-time NFL MVP back-to-back over the last two years. You have to be held to a much higher standard than everyone else. You can't even be on the same. I'm a, I'm a rookie wide receiver. I'm a, I'm a second-year wide receiver. How are you even comparing me to you, dog? You a Hall of, first battle Hall of Famer, right. legendary career. Right. You, you walking him. in the Hall of Fame the second that the clock ticks five years. How are you holding me to the same standard as you? you got to teach me. But he's not doing that. He's just calling everybody out, which at the end of the day, it really don't matter to me because this is not a good football team, and it wasn't before the beginning of the season. So the and, truth is, the truth is, you want to talk, society doesn't want to hear the truth. The Green Bay Packers are not that good of a football team. And, and, and Asha, oh, real bad. quick, have you played, you played with D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. Excellent leader. leader. You want to play for him. There's certain players that you want to play for. If a guy said that about you and your group, your linebackers in the media, do you want to play for him? No. You see what I'm saying? Correct. But I think the pivotal oh, difference on, that matters. He didn't say it about me. Brett, listen. Yes, he did. Brett, Brett, if, you uh, Brett, three tackles, if you missed three tackles right. and he said yeah, yeah. and we can I see mean, it. We got some guys that are missing some tackles. We know he's yeah, talking like, about you. Know this guy. Come on. Start, hey, you better start making some tackles. People better start talking about number 51 in green. Come on, man. Jordan was talking about walking into the Hall of Fame. Speaking of walking into the Hall, Tom Brady, we know where he's walking into. But it might be walking into three straight losses. He plays tonight Uh-oh. against Lamar Jackson. What is on the line for the team that has lost four of the last five? The lot. That's next. Beat. I don't know who he's talking about. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back in, family. We wanted y'all to read this with us. Now, Shady yesterday shouted out Brees Hall. He got the first crazy work hoodie. You know, he's out there giving crazy work. Brees Hall showed love to the show. That's the Jets' future star running back. Saying major love at Shady McCoy at Fox Sports. Crazy work hoodies. They've been going crazy. 2-5, man. How you feeling, big dog? How you feeling? I liked it, man. The first segment it went pretty good. good. You know, gave him a lot of love, man. He deserved it. He did. Right? Now, this is the thing now. We got to get some big-time players. If you making plays, we're going to send you the hoodies. Hopefully they fit. <laughs> How y'all feel about the crazy work vibe? Oh, I mean, Shady's incredible. He's a natural at, at reading the, boy. Like the prompter and all that stuff. Oh, boy. I've got my, I mean, I didn't earn it the way Brees Hall did, but, like, I'm wearing my hoodie You worked out your crazy work hoodie today, I wore right? mine this morning. Oh, I, I wore mine place. to work this morning. You did? Oh. I did. Okay, George. Okay, Dave. <laughs> So I haven't gave, gotten a chance to post it yet. You gave crazy workout in the gym. That's right. And you gave crazy workout just just walking in, you. walking into work today. Five. Did you wear, did you wear yours? I, I uh what? So, <laughs> how you the leader of the group and you ain't what rocking ha- my what had happened? You acting Somebody like Somebody didn't wear it. We <laughs> don't know who <laughs> everybody is. He acting like Aaron Rodgers Maybe right we now. Can find him. We don't have one that's the movie now. Okay, okay, okay. Let's move on to Tom Brady. Please, get me off the hot seat. Now, look, the butts are reeling big time. It's getting bad. Tampa's lost back-to-back games, and Brady has not lost three straight starts since back in 2002, y'all. His Bucks uh, face the Ravens tonight. It is going to be a great game. Bucks are favored by one and a half points at home, according to Fox Bet Sports Book. It's simple. Tonight, Tom Brady is playing for the season and not wasting the season. It's that simple for me. I already think this is a wasted season for Tom Brady. Going into the season, I thought so. I think Tom Brady thought so because he wanted to retire. I think Tom Brady thought so because he missed 11 days during camp. I think Tom Brady thought so because he went to a wedding in the midst of the season and missed a Saturday flight to a game. I think Tom Brady thought so, but now the whole world will find out. If Tom Brady goes to 3-5 and and a division quarterbacked by P.J. Walker... A division quarterback by Andy Dalton. A division quarterback by Marcus Mariota. If Tom Brady falls two, three, and five in that division, 
Oh, it's a waste of a season. I don't need to wait for another nine games to play out to tell the world and for the world to tell me that Tom Brady wasted this season. I will go ahead and forecast it's a wasted season. Three and five. Tom Brady, three and five. Greatest of all time, three and five. What are we talking about? Too good to be three and five. So tonight's game dictates whether or not this season was a waste in its entirety for Tom Brady. I can't wait to watch. I hope you do too. Dave, what is on the line for Tom Brady tonight? With all due respect, I think you kind of hurt your own argument there. Uh-oh. Tom Brady's playing in a sorry division, man. Mm. Like the, the, the season is not on the line because Tom Brady has the benefit of playing in the NFC South. I think he knew that mm. when he left the AFC True. East. Speak He's that like, talk. Got some sorry teams over here. I can take advantage talk of this. Talk that so talk. The season's not on the line. I'm not dumb enough to talk about Tom Brady's legacy being on the line. Of course that not. ain't true. But what's on the line for me is I'm reaching the end of being willing to give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. We all picked them to beat the Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. Lost that game. Then what did we do? We all turned around and picked them to beat the <laughs> Panthers, the right? Way. How many more times are you going to do that? How many times are you going to look at the schedule and be like, oh, yeah, that's a dub for the Bucs? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got plenty of doubts about this one. Granted, Baltimore's a much better team than the ones that they played the last two weeks. But at some point, you stop, you know, like kind of like what we just talked about with the Packers. Like at some point, you kind of start thinking, are these guys good? You know, and look, the Bucs have a loaded schedule, man. Look at that. I see the Niners on there. I see the Bengals. I see the Ram, the defending champ Rams. Not to mention some division games like – if you lose to the Steelers and the Panthers, you can't look at any of that and be like, dub, dub, dub. That no, part. no, that part. So I'm not saying the season is over if they lose this game, but how much longer can I give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt? If they don't win tonight, I'm going to start changing my answer. Love that. Joy, break it down for me, please. I don't think it's a must win, but <clears throat> it's about as close as you can get. Right. You don't want to lose three in a row. Now, again, because they play in the division that they're in, it's not doesn't mean the season's over, but it's going to feel like it. And more importantly, everything is going to really start to pile on the Bucks if they lose three in a row. And it's not going to get any easier as we just showed their schedule. So I, I think they really need to make a statement tonight. I don't feel good about it. I'm picking the Ravens. I don't really feel good about it either. <laughs> picking the Ravens. But, you know, they're at home. They're coming off of two really bad losses. If they lose this game too, especially the way that they lost to Carolina last week, which was, I mean, quite terrible. frankly, terrible. And to the Steelers. And we give the Steelers a little more credit because they do have Mike Tomlin and, you know, some talented pieces. But the Panthers are tanking. So now if you lose to the Ravens, you're losing to good teams and really bad teams. So what are you? I think this is as close as you can get to a must win. Not because the season will be over, but because it's going to start to feel very bleak in Tampa. Yeah. I think what's on the line is two things. One is respect and other is the division. If they lose this game, you talk about three and five, right? You got the Panthers and the Falcons, they play this week. Yeah. So let's say that the, the, the Panthers lose and the Falcons win. No way you can be in first. Come on. Yeah. You, it, it, now you're three and five and you're tied for first with the Falcons? Yeah. That's terrible. And then in respect part, like, it's, it's the Bucs, right? Before the season started, we thought the Bucs was like a superstar team. They got Tom Brady and all, and all the other guys. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. But now it's like, if they lose this game, it's like, hold up. I mean, are they, are they the Bucs? Or they just another team like the Panthers, they like the Falcons, they like the Saints. Right. So I think tonight is more about respect and also about the division. Joy brought something up along with Dave. I got to hone in on. Tom Brady won so many Super Bowls. We said this yesterday. Seven. Seven of them. Yes, right. Not just because right. of his incredible talent. He won so many of them because the division he was in was atrocious. AFC East. No really good teams back then. Think about the majority of the starting quarterbacks in the AFC East, you got no Pro Bowls. Ryan Tannehill was the majority starter against Tom Brady when he played when Ryan Tannehill was with the Dolphins. Mark Sanchez, the majority starter in Tom Brady for the Jets. Uh, and then I believe you have Chad Pennington and Ryan Fitzpatrick, the majority starters as well in Tom Brady's tenure. They said it. Tom Brady lucked into not oh, having to face. Oh, I'm not doing not, that. Well, go ahead. I'm not trying to get distracted. What? what? I was saying, we, uh, we, I mean, we'll, we'll finish. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. root. I'm finish. just trying to read. Like, Tom Brady, thankfully, he didn't have stiff competition. Right? See, you say that, but then when we got to the playoffs, he beat the top guy. So, like, let's say, okay, yeah. Peyton Manning would beat on Correct. him. He would beat on your guy, Brock, yeah, no, but, Big oh, Ben. But he did benefit from having home field advantage yeah. and buys. By, Man, we can't, see, you can't control that. It doesn't, no, no, it doesn't take anything away. He said it was lucky. No, yeah. He got lucky. Uh, I can't call him lucky. No, I listen. think everyone universally agrees that it was a lucky listen, No, Go ahead. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Bucks. Like, hey, they're not playing well, et cetera. Tom yep. gets, gets blamed for that, too. But what I ain't going to do, what I ain't going to do, 
They say that they got to get lucky. No, 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 no. Come on now. I'm Hold saying, up. Here's what I'm saying. What you saying? The AFC East competitors that Tom Brady had to face were not good. Okay. Thank you. Right. 20 Thank years you. of getting <laughs> five or six guaranteed wins a year is pretty nice. Good. Okay, but yesterday you talked about how the Eagles, right? Yep. Oh, my God. How can they go to playoffs and be good when they play all these bum quarterbacks, all these bum teams? Yes. Right? Yes. So, in this case, with Tom Brady, he played all them bum teams or bum quarterbacks. Got to the playoffs and then what? To the good teams. Beat them. Correct. So let's not play that game. I, I ain't here for the slander with Tom Brady. <laughs> Say they playing <laughs> bad slander. and all that, but this don't I don't believe in hate. <laughs> it's a not certain, slander. Not seven times. I call him seven times. <laughs> okay. Here's what, here's what I'm going to focus on. Yeah, we'll, fo- we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that off camera. Okay. Here's what I will focus on. If you choose a division where you know Drew Brees is getting older and Drew Brees ain't going to play much longer. Okay. You know Matt Ryan is older and Matt Ryan and the Falcons relationship was tumultuous when Tom Brady was about to leave. Right. You know Matt Ryan's about to depart. You look in Carolina. Cam Newton's already gone. Right. So you look in Carolina and you're like, oh, Cam is gone and on his way out and Carolina has no quarterback. Joy and Dave hit the nail on the head. He chose the right division. If you chose to go to the NFC South and you still are catching gals, it's a, it's a wrap. Like, it is a wrap. I don't see. And, Dave, I won't say that the season's a wrap, no. But Tom Brady doesn't play football to play football. Right, that's true. He ain't, ain't like me. I played yeah. football to make some money. I played football to pass the time. Tom Brady plays football to win Super Bowls. That's why I'm like, it's a wasted season because I don't see Super Bowl in its breath you can't, if they lose that one. You can't, be a, you can't be a prisoner of the moment, though. And, look, I mean, the Bucks look sorry. Can you be a prisoner of the moments? Not the moment, but can you be a prisoner of the loss to the Steelers as a moment, okay, but plus the loss to the Panthers as a moment, what, plus the loss to the Ravens the as a moment? What's the date today? Uh, October, late October. It's 20, the 28th of October. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I think it's the 27th. I got my phone right here. It's the 27th. <laughs> yeah. It's the 27th. It's way too early. Shady was there. Well, y'all, y'all seven were, and five. They were seven, seven and, and five. five. I know people inside that organization that were like, no shot that I think this was a Super Bowl caliber team. It happens like that sometimes. Like, some teams – are great from beginning to end. Some teams pick it up in mid-December and just, you know, I mean, the, the New York Giants are a perfect true, example mm-hmm. of that. So, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. The Bucks do not look like a team that are capable of doing that right now. But it does happen. It I does can't happen, rule it out completely. But I think eyeball tests. They, they look, sorry. By the eyeballs. They look bad. And yes. this doesn't look like the same Tom Brady true. that can grab someone by their neck and pull them along. To a championship. But I'm going to take a page out of both of y'all's playbook. Like, okay. if there's a guy. If there is a guy. A guy that I'm not going to completely That's close right. the book on. In it's the Super Bowl him. era, 133 teams have lost three straight games and made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And nine teams have made the Super Bowl after losing three straight, six of them winning. So there is a chance. There is a but, nice, but that is a nice set of but, stats but, but right here's, there. Here's, I think, the interesting factor is, like Joy has alluded to, like we're all talking about, context matters. I remember doing the show, Shady, when you were winning your Super Bowl with the Bucks. Started 7-5. and five. But let's keep in mind, you all also started 6-2. and two. Yeah, no, we were you know what I mean? No, no. Like, yeah, we're started 7-5 and, yeah. five and yeah. we go back to that. Yeah. Started 6-2. and two. You think about some of those Giants teams that won the Super Bowl. We knew they had a chance right. because of who they had on those players. Teams. Right, right. OCU Menorah, yeah. Michael Strahan, yeah. Justin, Justin Tuck. Tuck. Like, yeah. You knew those teams, yeah. though they were 10 and 6 teams, had a chance. So that context. Do the Bucks but now. don't the Bucks Do have the Bucks. those players? That's why we had the Bucks up there. Tom Brady, at the Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, here, here Vita Vea, Devontae David, and Devin White. Y'all, y'all tell me where y'all are because no I'm struggling with are we still in love with the name over the game? That's, let's let's have that's a real the conversation. That's the thing. Which goes back to my point, actually, because I am. I'm, I'm at, you're still like, oh, it's the Bucs. They we got all, all these are guys. Kind of, yeah. How many more losses can they take before you're just done with that? Last and one. This, this it's close. It's either on, this one tonight. or it's very close. I'll say that for sure. Are we still in love with the names yeah. or the game? And that's the thing. I think when, even with the Packers, like the Packers and the Bucs, when you see the schedule before, it was like, oh, my God, they're going to be playoff team, et cetera. But now it's like every game we all pick them to beat the Panthers. We all pick them to beat the Steelers. So this week. I'm, I'm picking the Ravens. I'm picking the Ravens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ravens. You see what I'm saying? I'll pick like, the we got to stop looking at them as, oh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. They don't look like that. Yeah. Until they get back to that level, I think everybody, and if they lose this game, this is what I was telling you earlier, if they lose this game, I think everybody in the NFL from, from teams, well, they're not the Bucks that we remember. Joy, they're, they're more just a bad team. Very quickly, Joy, quick tangent. Are there parallels that you draw between the Bucks, Tom Brady, the Lakers, and LeBron James? And the fact that, mm-hmm. It's LeBron. He always going to win. He went to nine out of ten. He went to eight straight. It's LeBron and AD. They want to chip the first time they were together. Man, eventually Westbrook going to turn it around. It's LeBron. 
eventually it's like they're 0-4. We'll get to that later because that's atrocious. You start to have to realize maybe it's LeBron just don't mean as much anymore. Do you draw parallels there? Mm. Well, I, I think that the Lakers' front office is relying on LeBron right. <laughs> and, and, and nothing else, and they think they're attached more to the names. I think that the Bucks, we saw what they did last year. It's mm-hmm. not like I – can't, I can't believe that everyone just walked off a cliff. Yes, the names still matter. I still think that everyone is capable. Now, Tom looks a little different, but this has been a, a really clunky yeah. offseason to season for, for Tom. The issue with the Bucks to me is what's scary. They can't run the ball. So whether or not everyone else is still talented or their names matter, that is a gaping hole in how you prepare for every game and how you win games. It is a completely one-dimensional offense with a 45-year-old quarterback having to throw it 50 times a game. How can you fix that? If they can't fix that, it doesn't matter how capable everybody else still is or isn't. They're going to look like they're not capable, and it's going to be a long rest of the season. Well, speaking of running the ball, the Cowboys will be without their leading rusher. That's America's team. No Ezekiel Elliott. Knee injury. He's missing this week. So now it comes down to number four. Can he carry that squad without his running back? Oh, we don't get I don't like. I don't like this for a lot of different reasons. I don't like this. Some potentially devastating NFL news, y'all. Checking in on our social life, superstar receiver Bengals, Jamar Chase. Not expected to play this week, and he could possibly land on injury reserve. That means he's out for a minimum of four weeks. Sources confirm a white report and to rap sheet and Mike Garofalo. No indication it's a season-ending injury, but IR, like I said, mean at minimum four weeks. Dave, you cried during commercial break. I didn't mean to put your business out there, but he's an LSU guy. I'll I'll cry for Jamar Chase. I throw throw him my way. Uno, Uno, get better, my dude. Come on, that's one. No, this is this is bad though. He's a he's a huge part of their offense. It's time, boy. It's time. No, no, no. It's only four weeks. No, 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 no. no, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. No, 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 no. Keep that in the bottle. Keep it in the bottle. Keep it in the bottle. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Okay, my bad. Coming back. Don't do that. I love his game. I love his game. Don't do that. Well, I mean, their next their their next six weeks are Brown. Browns and Panthers, and then they have a bye, which is good for them. Browns, Panthers, bye. Steelers. Steelers. No, they do have two division all games. All winnable. But all they're winnable. all winnable. And then Titans and Chiefs. It's also, I mean, it's you got to pour some off of my boy. It's a receiver you know? core. They all, I mean, yeah, they do. You got T. Higgins. You got uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. Guy. Hail to Pitt. Chase, man, it got close. Shady was getting real quick with that pouring one out for you. all about respect. I respect you, young brother. <laughs> all respect on this show, baby. Moving on to the Cowboys, because we might have to pour one out, at least this game for Zeke. Zeke Elliott, star running back, he is out. Lower leg injury stemming from last week's hit that he took. But the Cowboys, they still got that man, Dak Prescott. Huge matchup this Sunday. Reason I say huge, because the Cowboys are in it. And any matchup that the Cowboys are in, as Dave Hellman will attest to, is a big one. It's a very simple question. The very simple question is this. Can Dak Prescott carry the load for the Cowboys? 2-5, talk to me. I'm going to rock with you this segment, okay? Yeah, you are. Because I, I know think, what you're going to say. I think Dak can do it. I, I truly do. Um, he's going to get some very dangerous uh, Bears team, right? They, they beat the greatest Belichick team in the Patriots. <laughs> um, just being honest here, I, I do think that um, Dak will do well, right? He's going to get some good defense, but... I don't expect much from the Bears on offense. I think it should be an easy win. Ooh. The only thing I don't like about this game for Zeke, because not for Dak, for Zeke, if Tony Pollard goes out there and dominates like I think he will, there you go. now it's questions. Well, hold on, man. Are we giving Zeke the ball too much? Mm-hmm. We need to get the ball more to Pollard. Let's get him more involved. If he goes out there and has 130-something yards, a touchdown or two, some passes in the air, we have to give the ball more to Pollard than Zeke. And that might be the, the question that might happen after this game. Dave, 2020, Ezekiel Elliott was the focal point of the team. Dak Prescott got hurt in week four. The Cowboys were one and three. It's all on Zeke. Zeke fumbles, I believe, four or five times yeah, that some season. Yeah, issues that year, yeah. Huge issues. Tony Pollard has a breakout year. So we've seen Zeke in absence. We've seen Zeke in presence. Can Dak Prescott put the team on his back, carry the load without Zeke? Carry what load? Put some respect on the best backup running back in <laughs> football. Tony Pollard's got this, man. Yeah. I don't know if he's got it for the whole season. I will say, like, people don't – and look, I get it. It's not why you pay Zeke $50 million, but people don't talk enough Thanks, about – It's a lot. <laughs> people don't talk enough about how good Zeke is in pass pro, all yep. of the little things he does to keep the offense on schedule. Tony Pollard's not as good as, at that, but for one game – 
Against the Chicago Bears, this man is averaging 5.6 yards per carry. He's got longs of 57, 46, and 28 this year. He's their big play guy. He's the one with the juice. Zeke has been good this year. But Tony Pollard is the more explosive running Let back. Let me get you in a corner. Let me get you in a corner. Let me get you in a corner. Box him in. Box him up. You can't. Um, you can't. But go ahead. The most carries Tony Pollard has ever had in his career is 14. Shady, you know that is not a lot. The most touches Tony Pollard has ever had in a game in his NFL career is 18. Okay. Zeke usually gets at minimum 13 to 17 when Tony Pollard is present. So Tony Pollard is probably going to have to do something he's never done before. That's no light ask. Ask the 15,000-yard running back to our right. So are you going to put more pressure on Tony Pollard, or are you going to put more pressure on your $160 million quarterback, Dak Prescott? There's this weird narrative that Tony Pollard like can't run between the tackles because he's smaller. Tony Pollard's a physical MFer. I can say that on TV, right? I can I think so, abbreviate it, right? Yeah. yeah. Tony Pollard's we'll a – he is a <laughs> – <laughs> right. He's a physical back. He can. I go. mean, I'm not saying you need to give him 30 carries. Yeah, and Dak. I mean, Dak's gonna have to do part of this. Dak needs to play well, but they can win this game with Dak doing what he did last week. You know, complete. You know, 25. Yeah, you know, Cooper rush numbers. You know, I'm. You know, I'm gonna just let that. Sit. Cooper Dak. I'll let that sit over there. <laughs> they can win this game the same way. Tony Pollard can handle a bigger workload. He absolutely can. He's more physical than he. Gets Joy, better. break this down for us. Can Dak do it without Z? Yeah, this isn't about Dak. This isn't about Tony Pollard. This isn't about Zeke. This is about that Dallas defense. And, man, do I have some anxiety even thinking about what that Chicago offense is going to do with the Dallas Cowboys defense. Nothing else we're talking about really matters. Their last in the NFL in passing yards per game are the Chicago Bears, 28th in total yards per game. They are tied for seventh with the most giveaways. They've allowed the most sacks in the NFL this season, 27. It's going to be a long day. Mm. For that Chicago offense. Do not let what happens last week fool you. This is a different, this is a different side of the ball. They're not gonna get anything done on offense. All Dak has to do and Tony has to do is not turn the ball over and maybe get down and uh, maybe they really wanna have to score a touchdown in this game. They, they really might not have to. I am anticipating multiple giveaways and it's going to be a long afternoon for the Chicago Bears. So yes, Tony Pollard can absolutely do this. I'm assuming that they have another running back yeah, they got a guy. On, on the roster. Malik they can, Davis. They can take a Shout few. Out. Yes. Okay. University of Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they'll be fine in the running game. Tony Pollard, as, as they've said, is, is a great backup. And it won't even start those questions because there were questions going into the season about how much the workload was going to be oh, balanced yeah, between true. Zeke yeah. and, and Tony Pollard. Yeah. So I don't think that it will – I don't think it will change anything too much because you're also going into a bye as well. So they just need to go out. Get a nice clean win. Let the defense do what they do against a struggling Chicago Bears offense and have a go into the break and get everyone healthy. I don't know if I'm less optimistic or if I'm more realistic. Dave, you are the Cowboys expert. I will come to you in a second. I'm not convinced Dak can. It's no indictment on Dak. I look at it as this. If Dak Prescott has to throw for 300 or so yards, which I think Dak Prescott's going to have to do more than we assume. The Chicago Bears didn't beat the Patriots because Justin Fields aired it out. He had 180 yards in the game. Chicago Bears beat the Patriots because they ran for 243 yards. On a whole bunch of jet sweep, counters, powers, controversial motions, makes stuff difficult on linebackers. The Cowboys were losing to the Lions 6-3 at halftime. Jared Goff's final four possessions, turnover, 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 end of game, I believe. Unless you are hoping for, correct me on that, Dave, if I am wrong. No, you're not wrong. Um, unless you are hoping, and it is very plausible, that Justin Fields will be that bad. Not okay. that he's not okay. capable of being that bad, but unless you are assuming Justin Fields will be that bad, I actually think, Dave, it will be a lot closer than people are giving it credit for. The Bears' defense is opportunistic. That's true. They're seventh in the league. Right. They force takeaways. Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson are good for turnovers, and Dak is good to give you a turnover. I don't know that this will be as easy as we think. Get him, Dave. Dak is good to give you a turnover. Why? He's good to give you a turnover. He's got a wonderful interception percentage. Like, he only threw 10 last year. Because You had fumbles in 2020. That was a thing. It hasn't really been a thing the last year He'll give you one so. if you make him pay. Like, you know that Dak's going to force a ball or two. You talk about him pressing. He does the do that. The question is, can you capitalize? You talk about he presses a lot. He, he won't press, press his game. And, and, and I don't think you're giving Fields enough credit. Like, we just need him to be himself. Dallas needs him to just be himself. Have a regular day. Some turnovers. They can't throw the ball. If, if we're, we're talking being, about the yeah. best defense in the league, they can't throw the ball. Oh, my God. I, you know what? If she, I think, look, and it's almost a bad thing that that happened against the Patriots last week because now all of us are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
lose this Chicago Bears team. I ain't All doing right, that. Fall I'm not if you doing want that. to. I'm not falling for that. This is still Dak Prescott. We don't want to give Dak Prescott it's, any credit at all. First of all, that. Justin Fields, is he, if Justin Fields is playing, they're going to beat this team could, easily. I'm, I'm saying, could, could y'all not see this because I can? I could see a 17 to 16, a 19 to 17, a 19 to 14 caliber game. Do you think the Cowboys win? I could see them winning, but I could easily see hey, them Justin losing. Justin Fields playing? You could easily see easily, the Cowboys losing this game. Easily see them losing. Here's why. I think it'll be a dog fight. Like, I think the Chicago Bears defense is relatively good. I think after watching the Lions defense in the first three quarters They're against the Cowboys. They're favored by nine and a half. I mean, look, we, I'm, I, I can't speak to favorites because we've seen favorites and spreads, yeah. and they've done Teams us that are services. playing bad. Dallas is not playing bad this so season. You're gonna, we're going to make the picks today. It's Thursday, right? You're right. going to pick Chicago? Right. There you go. I'm going to pick Chicago? I'm not going to pick Chicago, but I'm going to say I think we're sleeping on the threat that the Bears pose to the Cowboys. You, you – Okay. okay, I'm going to take a long nap on it. Y'all's Cooper Rush. And, and listen, yeah. I'm willing to go out on that ledge because if the, if the Bears beat the Cowboys, even without Zeke, because this is why we're talking about this, because Zeke is not out there. Because if mm-hmm. Zeke was out there, we would not even be talking about this. Mm-hmm. If they lose this game, this is a bad loss for the Cowboys. Come of on, course. Dave, bad. let me ask you this. Who wants um, to win this game? Michael, Parsons, need Michael Parsons is amazing, right? We can sure. all agree? Yes, Great. he is. Who leads the NFL in sacks? Isn't that Micah Parsons? Matthew Judon, eight and a half. Micah Parsons has seven. Oh, Who does Matthew Judon play for? New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Who the New England Patriots last week played last week? The Bears. The now, only reason I say that is the Bears have seen an elite pass yeah, rusher. But uh, who was playing quarterback for the Patriots last week? I'm not talking. You don't think that Dak Prescott is better than Mac no, Jones no, 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 or Bailey Zappi? I'm, I'm simply saying offensively, the Bears might just sit here and say, look, we ain't even going to try to pass it. Yeah, I don't see that dude, Michael Parsons. I don't, I don't think we're they not will. even gonna try him. We're just, so we just gonna sit here and try Bears, to run the ball. You think that the Bears defense is capable of containing Tony Pollard and forcing Dak yeah. Prescott to throw to the receivers that Dak Prescott has, and he's gonna turn the ball over multiple times because they turned the ball over multiple times in that game against the Patriots. I think the Bears defense is capable of holding the Cowboys to 17 points or less. I, do they win or they lose? See, but how many points do you think, think the Bears are going to score? They, and that, how many points do you think Justin Fields is going to go up there and score? Why are you just glossing over it? Like, okay, why are you glossing over? Forget, like, okay, Micah Parsons is a big part of it, but this Dallas defense, first of all, has playmakers at all three levels, and second of all, excels at taking the ball away and creating chaos. What like, you're really saying is you think Zeke is that valuable to this offense. Which he hasn't been. Which he's not. He has not been. He's solid. He's not. I, I you think, are writing off the fact that if the if the Cowboys just play clean for 60 minutes, the Bears will give them this here, game. Here's what that I believe. is what will happen. I believe that I don't think Zeke in and of himself is that good, but I, I believe Zeke helps Tony Pollard be better. I what, think why? About, because Zeke takes some of the pressure off of him. You know, think about it like this: on defense, if I only got to come in and rush the passer, which is what Michael Parsons did last game, okay. he did not play on first and second down primarily. If I only got to come in and rush the passer, oh, I can get sacks. Fresh, you know fresh. this. You yeah. played running back. If you only got to come in and play, if you ain't got to play on third right. down. Oh, I'm going to come in and go crazy. But what about the other part where you're fresh? Like, I've been waiting to get 20 touches because I'm better than him, and the world knows it. We, we can say that. Right now, I think Paul's better than Zeke. Better runner. Yeah. I mean, this, he's running back. So, <laughs> so, but no, hold up. so my thing is, on that, I've been in that situation where they had a guy with a name. I had to wait my turn. I won't get his name. Of course. I my, but I say in my head, like, y'all know, once I get 20 touches, it's going to be my show. Yeah. That might happen this week. It I feel sounds it. like you're picking the Bears to cover. That's what it sounds yeah. like. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Chargers 4-3 and three this season, but the admiration for Justin Herbert is still through the roof. And that's on FoxSports.com. That's where Dave Hellman be writing, but it ain't always good, y'all. It ain't always good. Because they rank the top 10 quarterbacks in the game based on if you had to win this weekend. And Herbert came in fourth place. True story, I was shocked when I saw this list. Mahomes at one, Allen at two, Burrow at three, Herbert at four, Hurts at five, Lamar at six, Yes, I said that right. Lamar at six, Rogers at seven, Brady at eight, Gino at nine, Tua Tungavailoa at ten. Bring us on camera, please. Look yes. at Gino. Bring us on camera. Nobody please. thought he'd be there. I still don't. True think story or not? I saw this list and immediately texted the group chat. Yeah. Yeah, immediately texted the group chat. Sure. I was flabbergasted. I was appalled. I was shocked. I was beneath myself. Justin Herbert at four? Four for what? Right. Maybe four for more. Fourth most likely to throw a pick. <laughs> but four? Like I want Justin Herbert. Fourth to win a game? What game are we talking about? College? Four. Dave, I was appalled. I literally had to text my brother, Dave Hellman, from another mother, I would assume. You were nice, though. You were like, oh, no, you didn't say this. I 
I, 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 was shy. I couldn't make sense of it. Shady, I could What do you want to blame me for? I can make sense of it. I mean, you are somewhat responsible. I'm a little, You're a little bit. Yeah. Now, Say your boys, man. That's not right. Shout out my, my friends over at Fox Sports. I'm like not at all okay with Justin Herbert being ranked fourth. I will tell you all why momentarily. Shady, are you okay with Herbert ranking fourth on the You know I'm not. First of all, before I get to Herbert, because he shouldn't be up there, Jalen Hurts is not top three? Now, how Jalen Hurts ain't top three? First of all, he's the only undefeated quarterback mm-hmm. on the list. Mm-hmm. You got even Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. This dude threw four picks in one game. Mm-hmm. My boy has two picks out of the whole year. There's no way that, that Herbert or Joe Burrow should be in front of Jalen Hurts. That's crazy to me. So I know it's real crazy with, with Herbert, but it's even crazier that my guy's not wow. top three. Wow, that's real. That's real. Dave Hellman, you don't have to explain yourself. I'll tell the whole world Fine. you did not do this. Justin Herbert was not number four on your list. No, he wasn't. But I got to ask you anyway. Yeah. Are you okay with him being four collectively? Okay, I, I didn't put Herbert at four. I put him at eight. But, like, that, these lists are tough, man. And, and okay, so Aww. basically. Sh- <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's tough. tough to make a wheel with you. It's tough to make a wheel with you. It's so tough. Joy, give him a little hug. Can y'all just do this for the rest of the segment? What's happening? Look. So, so, so Jalen Hurts is the third best quarterback in the league. Just playing because he's, right, playing right now. Just because he's undefeated. No, no, no. Playing right this now. Is what just because he's undefeated. Me crazy about these lists. What's the criteria? We the criteria. The criteria is if you're playing a game on Sunday. Exactly. Who are you taking first, and where are you going from there? There you go. So, Which is why this year I certainly no, don't right have. Now. I certainly right now. This year, right now. I don't have Jalen Hurts that high, and and I don't have Justin Herbert that high. The the, the, the reason I'm kind of waffling right now, I put Justin Herbert at eight. But I also have to acknowledge the stuff he's dealing with, a.k.a. not having a receiving core this season. The Chargers are, are a problem for a lot of different reasons. He's coming excuses. Don't forget, we thought his season was over in week two when he, like, broke his ribs. He was playing this Rashawn Slater's hurt. There's a lot of reasons I don't want to dog Justin Herbert. But having said that, for me personally, like, my biggest beef with this list is that Brady and Rodgers is as low as they are. And that's even knowing that they're struggling. Because, again, if I'm telling you you got to play a game on Sunday, and we all agree Mahomes and Allen are one and two in some right. Right? right? So if you can't have one of those two, where are you going? Because I'm, I'm looking awfully hard at Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and I don't give a damn what they've done this season <laughs> to change my mind you. about that. I'm not mad at you for looking. Joy, you okay with Herbert being ranked fourth? What's your disposition? Would you like to give your Herbert take before, yeah, just, before yeah. I fix this? Lay it on me. Lay it on me. Go and kill him. Here's my thing. It is asinine to have Justin Herbert ranked so high. The only reason you could have Justin Herbert ranked fourth on a list of quarterbacks is because of how big his arm is. Yeah. Because of his height. Maybe because of his speed. But what we know about the quarterback position is having the wirest arm, the biggest arm, doesn't make you best. Right. Tom Brady didn't have the biggest arm in his draft class. And every single quarterback picked number one overall since Tom Brady has been drafted has had a bigger arm than Tom Brady. So what we know about the quarterback position is having a big arm is not the predicating factor for your success. So if the primary objective that Jalen, Justin Herbert possesses, if the primary skill set that Justin Herbert possesses that makes him a great quarterback is his arm, you got to give me more than that. Yeah. You got to give me much, 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 much more than that. Justin Herbert is the only quarterback on that list in the top six that hasn't made a playoff game. Justin mm. Herbert is the only quarterback on that list in the top six that has a losing record. How? How? It does not make any sense to me. People need to get off pro football focus and start focusing on pro football. Yes, eyeball test. I told you about the I'm eyeball proud test. Of you now. Of yourself when you came up with that line. Be that was a nice line. That was yeah, a bar. I call that a bar. My dog. So I messed with you, big dog. Uh, ahead, I, I still like pro football focus. Yeah, he's ranked 17th on pro football focus, too, by the way. So if you get on there, yeah. you won't be very high. <laughs> Okay, well, you said it's very hard to make these, these lists. It is. You, know, you toil over it. It's very hard. I did it this it's morning tough. in like two minutes. I, I have the correct list. <laughs> Go ahead, George Taylor. My, I have the correct Bring list. Down because with lists, it's always the criteria for me. Sometimes we see this list, these lists, and we start freaking out. And it's like, well, what does what this list really mean? How are you doing these rankings? Okay, so I have the correct ranking. It's Josh Allen, number one. Patrick Mahomes, number two. Then Jalen Hurts. Ding, 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 ding. Three. Then Joe Burrow. Then Tua. Lamar. Geno. Justin Herbert at eight, mm-hmm. which is where you also have him. Okay. And then Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and then Brady. Now, this isn't all-time rankings. This isn't if you were going to start your franchise, who would you pick? This is this Sunday. Mm-hmm. What is the ranking? Right. We have the wonderful ability to see what these guys look like when they play each other That's for right. many of these guys. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes played. 
Josh Allen won. He did. I don't think I, I you pick either one, but that's what happens. Josh Allen beat Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts is undefeated. Mm. So that's why he's there. Joe Burrow playing much better. Looked amazing the past fantastic. couple weeks, mm. right? Tua, I'm not holding against him that he was out in those games because every game he's been in, they've won. He's been balling. And now he's back. Talk about it, Joy. Lamar Preach. Jackson, Preach. we know what he's capable of. Geno Smith playing great football. Great also football. just happened to beat Justin Herbert. So how is he ranked over Justin Herbert over him? Talk to and him. we know that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are struggling right now. Right. This is the correct list. There you go, America. But see, that's what makes it tough, though. Nope, nothing tough about it. That's right. That's the correct. Seahawks ran for 214 yards. What's that got to do with Justin Herbert? Jalen Hurts runs the ball all but the time. I, here's and, what and, and I constantly get held against him. No, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, as a quarterback skill set. Yeah, I'm saying, like, the Chargers got run off the field quite hey, literally man, that's by Seattle. Game. That's part of the game. That doesn't make Justin Herbert but a bad here, quarterback. Here's, here's I know why. he's saying he's a bad quarterback. I, I but you had the cape. If you're like that, why were you not able to elevate your team over a win over Geno Smith, who's not playing that to well, that level? Here is, that here is, is what I think people miss. And as a defender, this frustrates me most. Oh, man, the defense gave up X amount of yards. Cool. How many turnovers did the offensive have, y'all? Because, like, if we gave up all these points, where was the ball? Again, I remind the entire world, the very first possession of the Seahawks game, to Joy's point, Geno Smith threw a turnover. Right. Chargers got the ball at the 41-yard line. Justin Herbert, go score, big dog. Four downs at his 41-yard line. The mm. opponent, 41-yard line, off the field. Next possession. Hey, Geno. Uh, hey, Justin Herbert, go score, big dog. Interception. Next possession. <laughs> Herbert, go score, big dog. He fumbles. Now it's 17-0. You're not coming back from a 17-0 yeah. deficit. So that, to me, is what Justin Herbert has to do with it. Joy, let me ask you this, and we're going to go to break on this number. You are a Miami Dolphins person. I don't yet fully have the courage to say it, but I'll say it on Monday. Can we say two is better than Herbert? How much longer till we can do that? How much longer? I know you I mean, had I think, it on your I list. Think ba- I think based off of his win-loss record alone when he's out there, obviously two has dealt with a lot of injuries. Can we say that? I, I'm saying it right now. I'm going to say it with my chest, and we're my one shot. Um, Tua Tungabailoa. Does, does, does Justin Herbert not have pieces around him? He, he got, pieces. got pieces. He got pieces. Do they not invest in a bunch of different free they agents invest. this offseason? Does he they not invest. have stars on the defensive side of the look, ball? Look, y'all. Oh, those guys are hurt right now. Tua, hear my thing. How, look, you can't – at one point or another, specifically with Tua and Burrow and Jalen, for that matter, you have to get measured against the guys that are in your draft class. It's true. Yeah, that's what you uh, do. I, I, like, look, Tua went to one of the most dysfunctional situations. I'm going to save my Tua take, but Tua is better than I'm Herbert. I'm not saving it. Okay. I, you know what? It. I might end the show with it. That's what I might do. Coming up, <laughs> it's getting real bad for the Lakers, Shady. It's getting really bad for the Lakers. LeBron I know you the Lakers too far, but it's getting bad for them. That means it's bad for LeBron James. Shady McCoy, how bad it looks for LeBron. Don't answer just yet. Don't answer yet. Answer after the break. That's okay, okay, okay. All right. All right, we got to get to the NBA, y'all, because it is finally time to talk about the Lakers. 0-4. LeBron James has not been that bad since his rookie season. Lost another one last night to the Denver Nuggets. Now, the Joker is still out there, and he's doing his thing. LeBron had eight turnovers. But more than that, LeBron just ain't turning it over on a basketball court. He has turned over to social media, saying this. How long will you be taken for granted? Dot, 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 dot. Thinking emoji. Frown emoji. Keep going, kid. Joy, you and I talked about this during commercial break. Get your thoughts off. Sound off. I want to hear you what you got to say. What do you think about Bless one you. that post? I'm not blessing you. Sneeze in the middle of my read. <laughs> you got to sneeze. You got to sneeze. Yeah, I mean, yeah like what's he supposed to do about that? It, right here. This works. Does that work? Yes. I've yes. never heard that once Touch in my life. Button. You remember in the cartoons growing up, you do that. It keeps the sneeze from happening. Touch right here if you're about to sneeze and it'll stop you from Where's sneezing. Where's you learn that? I've never heard that in my life. that? Bro, it's like common knowledge. Uh-uh. I don't oh. like to touch my face. But just here, man. I you just kind of... Okay, that doesn't, definitely doesn't work. I am a very dramatic sneezer, so I have up, no choice. Looking up, I've been doing like, live television for many years now. I have things that work. So what do you do? You just inhale? I don't know. I just start to sneeze, and I'm like... <laughs> All right. it out. Joy, talk about <laughs> LeBron James, if you will. He says that the King is being taken for granted. They're 0-4. What are your thoughts on these current Lakers? How bad does it look for LeBron? I don't think it looks bad for LeBron at all. LeBron didn't put this roster together. Now... In years past, LeBron has very much been responsible for roster moves. He is responsible for Westbrook being there. But this doubling down on mistakes is not LeBron James. LeBron is in his mogul stage of his career. He ain't trying to be stressed out. You know, you reach a certain point in your career where you're like, I'm trying to make more and work less. I'm trying to enjoy myself, enjoy the fruits of my labor. 
he, he doesn't need to add anything else to his legacy. He's already won a championship with the Lakers. He's right. not in the office arguing with Rod Palenka and Jeannie Buss about who should be on this team. I really think that post, and we're all going to give our, our cryptic interpretation of that post, is talking about making a trade to bring in some shooters. There's a, there's a formula to winning with LeBron James. We've seen LeBron play for decades now. We know what it is. You got to get a great number two, has that in AD, mm-hmm. and you got to put shooters around it. Well, Anthony Davis is injury prone, so they tried to solve that with Russell Westbrook, taking up minutes. Russell has not been great in Los Angeles. It's not all his fault, but he certainly contributed to this. They said it was Frank Vogel's fault. It obviously wasn't Frank Vogel's fault because they're doing the same thing this year. Mm-hmm. The only thing difference with, the only thing different from last year's roster to this year's roster is that the role players are younger. They still can't shoot. They're shooting a league worst twenty-two percent from three. Yeah, yeah. and none of this should be a surprise. This was a Frankenstein at spooky season. This was a Frankenstein designed by Rob Palenka, and now you're seeing what's happened with it. They need to make a trade and get some shooters. It's the only way to solve this season. Two five. It, it looks bad, 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 bad. Like bad, 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 bad. <laughs> a lot of my friends are Lakers fans, so I hear this every day. First of all, are I you watch, a Lakers fan? Viewer no, doesn't know yet. No, no, I'm, I'm a Warriors fan and Sixers fan. Okay. So I watched a game yesterday. Eight for 30 from three. That's crazy. I, I got to blame LeBron James, though. Every team, since he's left the Cavs, he's put them teams together. Let's be honest. Come on. So when I look at this team, when they got Russell Westbrook, right, he okayed that trade. He made that happen because they had shooters. Mm -hmm. They had defenders. Guys like Ray Allen, he played with, can shoot. Mike Miller, Kevin Love, those dudes can shoot. This team have no shooters. This is the first time I've ever seen LeBron James play with, with no shooters. And they're all similar. Westbrook is similar to LeBron. Now, LeBron probably shoots the ball a lot better than him, but they're, like, they're, they're the physical aspects. Like, they drive to the basket. They get and ones, that type of thing. There's no, there's no space on the floor. There's, you can't, it's all congested in there. You can't have no space to really drive and kick out for three. This team was doomed from the beginning. They talked about get, bringing Patrick Beverly in, right? Now, I think he's solid. Older guy, veteran. You know, I don't, I don't believe in he can make a LeBron James accountable. Like, how much more can LeBron be accountable? Anyway. But he plays decent defense, right? He shoots okay. But you need something more than that. When I watch the second unit go in, they have no scores. I bet right now we can't we, – you guys only name two dudes on the second squad because I had to really look it up. Like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, like, as a unit, you got, you got the starters that go in there. You got the – like, you talked about AD. But then who else on the bench? Who else carries that team? The Warriors is my team. I love the Warriors. Now, sure, you know, Draymond Green, you got Steph Curry, you got Klay Thompson – but the tools really keep the, the game going. That's facts. Jordan Poole, that's where he really came from. Oh, my God. I'm going to be signing because the number two group, he can carry with the offensive points. My thing, too, Joy, is – and I'm asking you this sincerely. Like, I, this isn't rhetorical. Like, what, what do the Lakers have to give somebody? Well, they do have Well, picks. they got Jordan they're, picks. They're, they have picks, and, and people do want Russell Westbrook's contract because it will unload money for them. That, so yeah, that's really yeah. what I think is happening right now is that they're holding on to him until the trade deadline. Someone will trade for him, and then they can clear their books because he has an expiring contract. Okay. But they're not going to be in it at the trade yeah, deadline right. if they wait to do this based off of what they have right now. Here's my biggest thing. Uh, LeBron James' biggest error, LeBron's biggest error in my mind, miscalculation. Okay. When you get older as an athlete, you better be a masterful calculator. I love track and field. To me, it is the purest sport. Track and field, when you see great distance runners, by distance, I just mean 400 meters, not legitimate distance. Allison Felix, the greatest track and field athlete in my mind. When she was running the 400, what was greatest about her is she knew when to kick. She knew, A, if that person's ahead of me, this is when I'm going to have to start speeding up to make sure that I win. A masterful calculator. But as you get older... You start to miscalculate. Right. So all of a sudden, you kick too late and you lose the race. Mm. LeBron James has miscalculated his needs in Los Angeles. LeBron James thought, like Shady said, oh, I might be able to do it without some shooters. He thought I might be able to do it with just AD. He thought I might be able to do it with Westbrook. He thought I might be able to do it with Melo. He thought I might be able to do it with Dwight. He thought I could do it without KCP. He thought I could do it uh, uh, without Alex Caruso. But he miscalculated. Right. What we're seeing with Tom Brady right now, same thing as miscalculation. Oh, wait a second. Ain't nobody out there in the NFC North. Oh, I can definitely run through this. I can miss 11 days of camp. They can do it without me being present. When you get older, you better be a masterful calculator. And as it appears right now, that calculator button is broken for the king. Mm. Speaking of 
Tom Brady, he got a huge matchup tonight against Lamar Jackson. I cannot wait to watch this, y'all. I cannot wait. Now, the former MVP, Lamar, he got a whole lot to prove, a lot on the line, and we'll tell you exactly what that is next. Don't go. Get the kid. Ravens are on the road tonight in a huge matchup. Man, Lamar looks good in that all black and that arm sleeve. I can't even lie. I got the sauce. Ravens are on the road tonight. Huge matchup against the Bucks. Now, Ravens, four and three. Bucks, three and four. It's not looking good for either team. But Lamar Jackson knows he desperately needs a win because the AFC North is legit. Lamar has five fourth quarter turnovers, tied for second most in the NFL. Shady, you know Lamar got a lot at stake. You're a big Lamar Jackson fan. What does Lamar need to prove tonight? Tonight, he has to prove to me that, first of all, how to finish. When I say finish, they had two big games that they lost against good teams, right? Had to lead in the fourth quarter and lost it. Well, I feel like the Bucks, they're almost finished. They lose to the Panthers, and then they lose to Steelers. the Steelers. These guys, they're on the ropes. Finish it out. That's one, and also for their division. The Bengals, they start out rough. They, they crawling back. They're crawling back, so they need this big win, man. And this is a must win. You can't – the Bucs can't go from losing two games to the Panthers and the Steelers and then beating the Ravens. Yeah, got to get this win, man. Got to get it. Joy, what does Lamar got to prove in this one tonight? It would be nice to get a really convincing foot-on-net win mm. for the Ravens. We right. all feel like the Ravens are right there, but they've blown big leads. And even last week wasn't really that impressive of a win. Like, it was a division win, obviously, right. but they were still in it, the Browns, at the end of the game. So, to me, I really want to see a convincing, full performance out of the Baltimore Ravens. The Bucks are down bad right now. Now, I will sure. say, they're going to be desperate tonight. Yeah. They don't want to lose three in a row. So, they're really not must-win situations, but these are two teams that really, really need and want this win. I think the Ravens really need to come out and be convincing. I just think it's a, it's an issue of separating for me. Like, what do yeah. we keep? We're like, we keep saying it's the Bills and the Chiefs and the Eagles, and then we don't really know a whole lot else. Sure. Bef- before sure. the season, wouldn't we have thrown the Ravens on that list? Yeah, yeah. I would have. I would have. And that, and it's not to put it all on Lamar Jackson. Like, he's he's de- they've dealt with some injuries. J.K. Dobbins got hurt. The offensive line. But I thought the Ravens would be doing better than trading wins and losses. And now we're getting near, you know, midseason. It's not early anymore. Now all of a sudden you're saying, like, okay, are you a team that can consistently stack wins and work toward hosting a playoff game? Because that's what it's all about, right? I mean, they already lost to the Bills. They're not catching the Bills. We would all say the Bills are probably the one seed that gets the bye if we had to guess right now. Can they catch the Chiefs? I don't know. Then now after that, you start to think like, okay, now eventually you're thinking about going on the road. Or if the struggles keep going, you're talking about maybe missing the playoffs entirely. Like mm. if they lose and the Bengals win, right. they're out of the playoffs. Like yep. the Bengals are right there with them and the Bengals are out of the playoffs right now. The Bengals look a lot better. Now Jamar Chase's injury, which sucks, kind of gets in the way of all that. But the Bengals look like the better team, even though the Ravens beat them just a few weeks ago. So I worry if, if the Ravens can't get and this done, and I get, you know, the, the Bucks. that's not an easy team to go beat on the road, but at some point I'm like, okay, you're not capable of winning two, three, four games in a row. You're not on that list, and now I'm just thinking of you as a member of the, the rest of the pack, if you will. It's all about the narrative, 2-5. It's all about the narrative. People cut checks. Computers don't. Lamar Jackson still wants $250 million. Well, tonight, mm. these are the types of games where you earn it. With the whole world watching Russell Wilson, the whole world decided, man, Russell Wilson, you might not have the juice anymore. Right. People make decisions when the whole world is watching. Tonight, Lamar Jackson, the whole world will be watching. Last year, through seven games, you were an MVP frontrunner. Five and one your team was. Led the league in total touchdowns. Had more total touchdowns as an individual than 13 football teams, if I am not mistaken. But now, Lamar Jackson, we're looking at you like, wait a second, you still got the juice? The whole world is watching. We make decisions when the whole world is watching. If I'm not mistaken, Sam Darnold saw ghosts with the whole world watching. And all of a sudden, we were all out on Sam Darnold. That's true. We make collective decisions when the world is watching. The whole world saw Miles Garrett swing a helmet at Mason Rudolph, and the whole world said Miles Garrett is a bad guy. Right, right. We make decisions when the whole world is watching. Joe Burrow threw for how many yards, Dave, in the first half last week? I believe 350. Something like that, yeah. Something like it. But the whole world wasn't watching. So we didn't all realize, like, yo, Joe Burrow is back. When the whole world watches, that's when decisions are made. Lamar Jackson has to change the narrative now with the whole world watching of this season. No, that's a great point because as players, we always say primetime games, that's where you make your money at. Because now the whole world is at home, right, eating popcorn, eating dinner, they watching you play. So now, like like Russ, you talk about Russ. 
where if he wasn't on primetime every week, we want, he'd be playing bad because the numbers said, but you don't really see it. The right. eyeball test. Correct. Now you get to see Lamar. But another factor I want to talk about why they have to win this game for Lamar Jackson is because before the season started, we talked about the, the, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Packers. They were like solid, big-time teams. But now you talked about narrative. Well, that's not the case no more. I, I think that the, the Bucks are a bad team. Mm. They're a bad team. Would this be a bad loss? This would be a bad – you know why it would be a bad loss? Because every team that the Ravens have lost to have been good teams. Good teams. They've been good teams. they got so, no bad losses. So I can say, you know, they, they lost the leads in the fourth quarter. They've lost to good teams. We can yeah. say that. Yeah. If you lose to these Bucks, they're not a good team right now. That's good. So you got to get this win. Yeah, the Ravens actually have no bad losses. Right. The way they've lost was bad. But, but the, the, losses, team. the team yep. and, the, way, right. and the losses themselves were not bad. Dave Hellman, let me get a final thought from you to close this conversation out. Lamar Jackson, you know he got $250 million on the line. Dak Prescott, he made himself $160 million. You've seen it all. You've seen it all. The reason that the Cowboys are – their players are the most famous is because they're the most famous team. They have the most primetime games. This is a primetime game. Is this a money-making or money-losing game for Lamar Jackson? It's, I can't go there with you. I keep saying that. It's like contracts are about the totality, you know, and that's why Lamar Jackson broke off the contract talks. I said this before the season started. If like we're doing this thing where you're trading wins and losses, like every time Lamar balls, it's like, whoa, do the Ravens even have that much money? And every time he's bad, it's like, man, this guy better just take whatever he can get. Like that's what happens when you're going week by week. I don't think Lamar Jackson will lose money or make money based on what happens in this game. It's when you get to the end of the season and you say, man, y'all went 9-8 and eight and you lost to that sorry Bucks team, or y'all went 12-5 and five and you won the AFC North and you made a run at the AFC title game. That's when that comes into play. I know it's not, it's not juicy. It's not what but you would real. prefer. Yeah, but that, like, that's the way that I look at it. I don't need juicy because coming up, I'm going to give y'all juicy. Tua Tungavailoa, I got to get some things off my chest. Where does Uh-oh. he rank compared to Justin Herbert? It's time to give y'all the real, real. That's next. Speak. Tua. Tua. Yo, it's time to quiet down all this Twitter talk. Tua Tungavailoa is better than Justin Herbert. Simple. Tua has 17 wins and 9 losses in his career. Justin Herbert, 19 wins and 20 losses. He's a losing quarterback. Tua has two less losses than Justin Herbert in 13 less games. Two less wins than Justin Herbert in 13 less games. Tua has a six-passing touchdown game. Justin Herbert, he ain't never done that. Tua has a 400-yard game. Justin Herbert, he ain't never thrown for 400 yards. Justin Herbert has more games with a pick six than he has games with four passing touchdowns. Tua is 4-0 versus Bill Belichick. No quarterback has started their career for wins when no losses versus Belichick. Besides John Elway, Justin Herbert 0-2 versus Bill Belichick, the greatest defensive line in football. See, Tua's a winner. 65% winning percentage. Justin Herbert, 48% winning percentage. Y'all stop talking to me, man. Give me Tua. Now, 